Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live. As always, brought to you by all these wonderful sponsors scrolling across the bottom that have been with us for so many years. Of course, there's going to be some conflicting sponsors in today's episode uh, because every Tuesday we air newer stuff from our Jackson Kayak years. On Thursdays, we're airing some much older stuff. You know, we've been on the air for 13 years uh, today's episode is from our third season. So older stuff back when we were the ocean kayak. So, um, had a lot of great years with them. Couldn't be happier than to be with Jackson kayak now though. Um, but, uh, like I said, there's some sponsors that aren't, ne don't necessarily mesh, but we still appreciate all of those old sponsors and new sponsors who helped us be on the air for so many years. Uh, so again, it, Today is the Jackson kayak, I'm sorry, the Ocean Kayak years. Um, this uh, episode was from down in the East Cape, down at Hotel Punta Colorada, where I used to guide kayak fishing trips. Uh, we'd have groups go down there, and it was just an absolutely awesome place. Unfortunately, Hotel Punta Colorada is closed permanently. Um, they had some issues with water rights or something and it just never became economical i guess for uh, the van wormers which own van wormer resorts to open back up so um the reason i always like punta colorado over the other destinations they had um palmas de cortez um palm uh, playa del sol um Punta Colorado was a little bit farther, farther south, um, a little bit closer to where we like to fish, where particularly where the really good rooster fishing was. But more importantly, the vibe at Punta Colorado was just really old Mexico. It was their original place um, and just such a cool, cool old Mexico vibe. Um, we shot one of the very first episodes, actually before we even had the TV show, when we were shooting the um, kayak fishing game on DVDs. Uh, one of our very first shoots was at Punta Colorada. And it was an interesting one because we ended up getting um, a blue marlin and a striped marlin on the first day. And although that's not the way it aired, they edited it backwards. But <laughs> and then there was a hurricane that came through offshore and didn't hit where we were that hard, but it made very rough conditions. Uh, we had a day of really heavy rain and wind, uh, very large surf. We had a great time um, kayak surfing right out in front of the hotel. But of the seven days we were supposed to fish, we only fished for like two and a half days. So we ended up making a great episode, though, because, like I said, we did get uh, um, Matt Moyer got the striped marlin and Howard McKim got the blue marlin, which was just super exciting. And it, it's funny is uh, Punta Colorada, <clears throat> I guess before the where Panama became so popular uh, for the rooster fish and that sort of thing, Punta Colorado was called the rooster fish capital of the world. 
and we would catch so so many big roosters uh, I think the, the biggest one we ever caught down there was about 85 pounds was one of my clients. Um, we would regularly catch 50 pounders, you know, during the right time of year, they were not a year round thing. You could, well, you could catch them year round, but, um, once you got past, uh, kind of past August, you started seeing more just small ones. But in that uh, May, June, July period is when we really saw a lot of big ones. And it was just a wonderful fishery and a, and a cool, cool place. Um, what we I had done on this trip is actually I had guided a group with my, my buddy, Sean. Uh, Sean White, you've seen him on the show. You've seen him live here. He, I, I messaged him earlier. He hasn't gotten back to me <laughs> about coming on the show today. And uh, of course, with me as always, last minute notice, um, I don't, he probably wasn't able to get away. But uh, Sean White helped me guide a, a group of kayak anglers. And then when they left, our crew came in to, to shoot the show. <clears throat> and our guests on the show was um, were a couple of guys from Scotty. So if you know Scotty Plastics, uh, they make the uh, rod holders and kayak accessories and stuff. And they make downriggers, all that stuff. Make very, very good product. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Gord Hill and Bill Emil. And we just had a wonderful, wonderful time with them. Just great, great guys. Uh, there were some funny stories that happened along the way. And I was hoping Sean would be on here so he could uh, share the stories as well. But um, one of which was Bill, who was um, head of sales for uh, Scotty. And he was a, a little bit older guy. Um, and, you know, he really wanted to come on this trip. So it's like we set it all up for, for them to come on the trip. And... We get down there and, you know, we're kayak fishing and we did not realize, he did not tell us he didn't know how to swim. So, you know, just being able to swim certainly makes you much more comfortable when you're out in open water. You know, we're, we're way offshore sometimes, although we would catch marlin a mile off the beach. Um we would get several miles offshore and, you know, you're that far offshore and you don't know how to swim and you're sitting in a kayak, uh, particularly, you know, back in the day with the ocean kayaks, I think we were in tridents back then. Uh, they're not as user friendly. Um, it's a lot easier to make a mistake and go swimming than some of the big, big boats that are out there right now. Well, Bill did fall in and he had like my rods on the back of his kayak and, he went over and that's when I realized he didn't know how to swim. And he panicked. He panicked so badly, uh, you know, didn't even think twice about trying to grab rods or anything that he had dropped. Um, he just clawed his way. I swear there were claw marks on the bottom of the kayak. He didn't bother flipping it back over. He clawed his way back up onto the upside down kayak until we got the, uh, the boat over there to rescue him. I don't think any of that, I don't recall any of that getting on film. 
Uh, and again, I have not gone and watched back and watched this episode in years. So I don't really remember, but um, generally speaking, something like that happens. You know, the camera boat, they, those guys just drop the cameras and they're over there trying to help the person and get back in there and calm them down. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty funny story. Uh, well, funny after the fact. The interesting thing was, is he had told us, he goes, yeah, he used to take his grandkids out on a kayak on a lake where he lived. And he did not know how to swim. So after this happened, it freaked him out so bad. He got home and he actually went and took swimming lessons. So that was kind of cool that at least he, it woke him up to the fact that he needed to, particularly if he's going to be going out on the water, you need to know how to swim. Uh, and I just think of it as second nature. You know, it's like, I've been swimming since I was little. My mom taught swimming. Uh, my kids have been swimming since before they could walk. You know, my kids were water polo players and everything. So it always seems weird to me when people say they don't know how to swim. It's it's very, very different. Um, Liam, as always, number one, <laughs> watching on Kayak Fishing Tales. If you are uh, new to this, uh, we air our shows on the Kayak Fishing Show Facebook page, our Kayak Fishing Show group page, and Kayak Fishing Tales, which is our YouTube channel. Um if you are watching, I really uh, appreciate if you do share these with your friends, you get the more reach uh, that really helps us with the sponsors and keeps us going. I mean, I'd like to get back to shooting my show again here soon, as soon as the, uh, the shoulder heals up in a while. Uh, we have Facebook user it says, hello, Jim. Hope you're good. I am good. Thank you. Um, the reason it says Facebook user is, because you're watching on the group page and you haven't given the page permission to use your name. So at the description of the video in there, there's a link that says uh, you need to give StreamYard permission to use your name in the broadcast. So that's why that comes up. I, I do encourage everyone to bring on the questions, join in the conversation. If you have any questions about fishing the Baja. I spent a lot of time down there, uh, kayak fishing in general, uh, whether you ask the questions now or you ask them during a replay later, you're not watching live. I'll come back. I always come back and look at them and I will answer any of your questions. Uh, the picture behind me is actually, if I can get out of the way, see if I can do that without pulling the plug. Oh, maybe I go this way. So that is Gord. And there's a striped marlin. You can just see the, oh, get my hand in the right position. That's a striped marlin that he is hooked into. So that's coming up in this episode. So a lot of good stuff. Um, we, had, we used to have just fantastic fishing down there in the East Cape. Um, after I stopped guiding at um, Punta Colorada, uh, we moved over to Rancho Leonero, which again was still that same small, you know, the other places just get kind of big. They're kind of resorty, and that's not really my style. Um, Punta Colorado was just a little bit farther north. I'm sorry. Rancho Leonero is a little bit farther north uh, than um, Punta Colorado, but still, again, that same cool, small vibe place. Um, so I guided there for a few years, and then um, just things kind of went sideways uh, with our financial agreement <laughs> And so I just, and I was traveling so much more for shooting the TV show 
that I just hung up the guiding aspect down there. So, but it's still a wonderful place. Um, considerably easier to get to than say places like uh, getting down into Panama and these other places I like to go. So, I mean, within, it's a less than two hour flight from San Diego to get down into um, Cabo. You fly into Cabo and then it's about an hour drive from Cabo up to uh, the East Cape where Punta Colorado, Punta Colorado is, uh, Rancho Leonero, a little bit farther to get up to um, Palma State Cortez. See, there was a Eric watching from Lake Wiley in South Carolina. Thank you for watching. And I always, again, I, I really like it when people tell us where they're watching from. So if you're watching, you know, send us a message. Let me know where you're watching from. Because the cool thing is we get people watching these things from all over the world. And I, and I really dig that. So anyway, uh, please, again, if you have any questions, shoot them my way while this is airing and we can have a conversation. Up until then, let's get this episode rolling. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, I'm living it up at my home away from home on the East Cape of Baja. My good buddy Sean White and I are hooking up with pro anglers Bill Emile and Gord Hill from Scotty Plastics to test out some of their new products in the relentless sun of Baja's East Cape staying at the best place on earth, Punta, Colorado. And hopefully, if we're lucky, we hook into some of the plentiful monster rooster fish that have been spotted off the coast over the last few weeks. We're hitting some high spots offshore, working the yo-yo iron and dragon baits near shore for rooster fish. Stick around, this is gonna be epic. At the forefront of any sport, you inevitably find someone pushing the limits. While kayak fishing has been exploding in popularity, Jim Sammons has been doing just that. Uh, yeah, look at these. Nice. From the seat <laughs> of his ocean kayak, Jim challenges the world's top game fish and puts his kayak fishing skills to the ultimate test. Never fought a kayak, have you, fish? From freshwater to saltwater, Jim's mission is simple, to discover the best fishing destinations in the world and prove that anything is possible from a kayak. That's a healthy fish. Ocean Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident and Ultra Series of Fishing Kayaks. Ex Officio, made to adventure. Seagar, always the best fishing line. Mustad, Mustad hooks stay sharper, longer. Hook One Kayak Fishing Gear, get everything you need to get out there and hook one. Scotty, the way to fish. And the Heliconia Press. 
Cutting Edge Outdoors Media. Baja, Mexico and the Sea of Cortez is one of the best places to kayak fish in the world. Depending on the season, an angler can catch plentiful rooster, dorado, yellowtail, and if you're lucky, even a massive marlin. At the very tip of the Baja Peninsula, far away from the bustle of touristy Cabo, is the world-famous Punta Colorada Hotel. Jim Sammons has been guiding trips at the hotel for over 15 years. In that time, he and his clients have managed to land over 30 marlin from their kayaks and hundreds of huge rooster fish. Last time he was here with the camera crew for the kayak fishing show in only one day. He and Matt Moyer landed a 100-pound striped marlin, and the legendary kayak angler Howard McKim bought a massive blue marlin for over four hours before finally breaking off and heading back to shore. Although an epic day, it was followed by five days of harrowing winds as an offshore hurricane blew through the Pacific. Almost four years to the day, Jim has returned, this time with a better forecast and a crew of expert anglers. So on this trip, Gord Hill from uh, Scotty Plastics. Catch fish, monster, epic fish. Got Bill Emile here, the uh, sales manager for Scotty Products. We'll give it a, we'll give it a try. I brought along my, my friend, Sean White. I'm Sean White. I'm from Northern California and I'm here because the water's 30 degrees warmer and the fish are way bigger. This year on the Kayak Fishing Show, we're kind of doing the return of because we're going to many of my favorite places in the world. And one of the, at the top of the list is Hotel Punta Colorada in Baja's East Cape. Um, I've been down here for a week already and the fishing has been unbelievable for really big roosters. We've got some marlin. Um, so hopefully the wind's going to hold off on us. There's some predictions of wind. We've got a little bit of rain outside right now. You wouldn't know it, but uh, we're looking forward to a great trip down here at Hotel Punta Colorado. We're going to get some big fish. Stick around. This is going to be awesome. Will Jim manage to finally hook and fight a marlin on camera? Will Gord and Bill hook into their first big fish? Will Sean White finally be able to shake off the skunk that has plagued him for the last two days he was on the show? Don't touch that dial. The adventure has only just begun. Oops. So these are the built-in commercial breaks because obviously we're airing things that were made for TV. Uh, I just got... Ocean kayaks, kayak fishing. I just got a message from Sean that he's gonna join us. So hopefully he hits that link I sent him and he joins us. <laughs> Cause like I said, he's always fun and um, it's always uh, good to share the stories with him. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is what happens when you're kind of going through things while you're going. Uh, <laughs> had to respond to him. He wants me to send him the link a different way, and I really can't while we're doing this. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's like I said, this is the East Cape uh, down in Southern Baja, the Hotel Punta Colorado, which I was, just like I said, I, I mentioned it earlier, is they had a little issue. Um, it had something to do with water. I, I don't know the 
finest, finest details of it. But um, basically, I think the hotel was getting water off of somebody else's land because there was no good well on their land. And then they had to start the, the owners of the other property put a shut down to that. So they were having to truck in water and it just was no longer feasible to bring the water in is my understanding. Although, you know, and that may be wrong. That's stories can change down there. Um, but yeah, just like I said, it's still, I love the East Cape. Uh, if you, if you have a chance to go there, like I said, it, it's so much easier to get there than to say Costa Rica or Panama, and you have the opportunity of catching those same big fish. You know, the, I caught my, one of my biggest Kubera I caught down in the East Cape. Um, my biggest Dorado, which was 62 pounds, I caught at the East Cape, a quarter mile off the beach, right in front of Punta Colorada. Um, we would regularly catch Dorado right next to the sand. Uh, and there's a spot called Punta Arena where we do most of our fishing for roosters. And, um, it was, it's kind of a drop off right there. And guys would catch tuna from the shore. Hey, look who it is. It's Sean. What's happening, Jim? <laughs> How are you? Good, man. Good. I was just telling them the, the joys of Punta Colorada and how sad it is that it's not there any longer. Oh, well, I'm sure God. I'm sure it's still there, but yeah, uh, it's still there. You know, my, I, I saw you were hosting this and it's about Baja and tuna, but I was craving fried chicken, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Why that place had the best fried chicken on the planet, I don't know, but it was so good. And it is probably why whenever I take my boat out, we always bring fried chicken for lunch. <laughs> it was ingrained in me that we had to have the fried chicken. Yeah. And it, it was in the, the wrapped in tortillas. You know, you had your fried chicken wrapped up in the tortilla. And if you were lucky enough that Alonzo didn't eat your lunch, it was awesome. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's a true story. Yes, if it survived Alonzo, uh, it was awesome. That that spot is epic. You know, I I still have that the painting um, that uh, Amadeo did for me of that spot because I have just like nothing but the best memories of of that location. You can catch anything from there. I mean, literally anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and close to shore, it, it was such a great kayaking destination. Absolutely. You know, uh, a short distance to Punta Arena where we tend to catch most of the big roosters um, and where that drop off because that curve came in really close to the yeah. lighthouse point. And uh, I mean, just just an absolutely awesome place and being able to fish with Alonzo, who's just like a legend down there. Um, I haven't been down in years and I'm, 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 I hope he's still well. Yeah. Because... Uh, I mean, he's got to be 75 now, I guess. I would say at least, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, just a, a great guy and great guy to fish with. And um, But, I mean, once once we couldn't do Punta Colorado anymore, the switch over to Rancho Leonero. Um, yeah. I mean, was certainly – because that was the one thing I used to always say, because I know you loved going to the ranch. You'd go to the ranch with your family. And one of the things that was always said was, like, the food is so good at Rancho Leonero. Yeah. Um, and so people go, oh, it's just better and it's a little more Americanized. Um, but the fishing I always felt was better at Punta Colorada. 
at least for our distance, like I said, to uh, Punta Arena. It's very short. But, yeah. But I mean, the, the, they were both such awesome places. Absolutely. I would take either on any given day. They both have their pros and cons, you know, um, but I have nothing but the fondest memories from, from both spots. Honestly, they were both so good. Yeah. And some pretty classic memories of, <laughs> of guiding some very classic, some very classic people. Yes. You know, actually I brought it up earlier and um let's see if your memory of this is better than mine bill emile's swimming abilities do you remember that him no. going him flipping off the kayak and that's when we learned that he did not know how to swim no i did not know that but it's amazing how many people that are both in this sport and in particular, the Pongeros that we used to use, many of them were spent their entire life on the sea and were deathly afraid of the water, which to me is a, a crazy um, thing, right? Uh, you would think they would all be, uh, you know, accomplished uh, watermen of some sort. And the answer is like, absolutely no. They <laughs> <laughs> deathly afraid of the water. It's crazy. I will, I will never forget the panic I sent Alonzo into when... He was filleting. It was actually for Val, if you remember Val. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, he was filleting a yellowtail that she had caught on the back of the boat, and it slipped off the back. And I didn't think twice. I just dove in after it. Yeah. And he freaked out. <laughs> you know, like, immediately by a shark, right? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> immediately. As soon as you hit the water, a shark's going to be there. And just like, <laughs> it was so hilarious. And uh, I said, it, it is pretty funny. It's like, those guys yeah. were awesome boat drivers, but you didn't want to get off the boat. And you put them in a kayak. I remember they would use the kayak once in a while to go, to shuttle out to the boats. And they're just like, they forgot all, mm -hmm. all yeah, abilities of being on the water. Exactly. They were incredible mariners in so many aspects. Um but they had a very different relationship with the ocean than, than we did. And uh, we freaked them out on more than one occasion. Yeah. Well, another thing, I mean, talking about Alonzo was his navigating ability uh, to, to spots. I mean, these boats for, if you, if you've never been down there, these boats, particularly the Pongas, there was no electronics. None. Uh, <laughs> you know, and mainly because if they put any electronics on the boats, they would be destroyed in a week probably. Probably. I mean, yeah. so they, they run those boats hard and no electronics, but you'd go out there and you'd be, a, you know, a couple miles off the beach and you see him looking at land and just triangulating between points. And he's like, okay, right here, there's, there's rocks right down here. And you're like, yeah, they would nail it. I mean, not yeah. sort of better than a chart plotter in most cases. I mean, they would just nail it. Yeah, every time it's, you know, and where I do, I'll have spots marked in on mine and it's like, you're trying to get to it and you're trying to figure out what the chart is telling you. It's like, am I going this way? Am I going that way? It's like trying to get back on a spot and they're like, they're yeah. just looking at land. Yeah. That's where they hated foggy days. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would, that would ruin that system entirely. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say there was one year at the ranch where there was a big, um, wooden spool you know the ones for like telephone cable or whatever yeah it was offshore about 10 miles 
and it just had a tornado of Dorado around it, like unbelievable, probably close to a thousand Dorado just swirling around this thing. And if you could find this fool, it was going to be a good day. And I mean, they basically found it every day for about four or five days in a row without a whole lot of guessing around till it finally drifted out of range. But right. And, and that you take, it's just nuts, right? It's just nuts. consideration current and all that. And yeah. I can, I can mark a giant kelp patty yep. here and on my GPS. And there's no way that I could go back two hours later and not yep. find it. Exactly. No, they're very good mariners. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, uh, Facebook user, he says, hope I can see your name now. No, I can't. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you didn't hit the link or if you didn't refresh or whatever, but no, I still see you as Facebook user, but keep trying. And I do appreciate you joining. Uh, Bobby Daly Tucker joining us as always. I appreciate that, man, for always joining us. My, my wife actually is uh, giving us a little story back to them freaking out about being on the water. She said when we threw the kids off Alonzo's Ponga to swim to shore because they were getting seasick and he lost it. Like, you know, and my kids are, you know, swim team, water polo, but they were, this is when they were quite young, but just dropped them off, off of Lighthouse Point. Yeah. You know, maybe probably 200 feet off the beach, if that. And we just like, you know, the best thing to do a lot of times if somebody's getting seasick is just put them in the water. So it's like, we just put them in the water and said, swim to shore, go play on the beach for a while. We're going to keep fishing here and then we'll pick you back up. And of course he just freaks out because uh, like you said, all of a sudden the tiburon is going to. Uh, yeah. Immediately. It's just under the boat waiting. <laughs> <laughs> just for chance that somebody's going to fall off the kayak or off the ponga. So. Anyway, let's keep this episode going. I know you didn't see the very beginning, but it was just intro stuff anyway. The show is brought to you in part by Seagar, always the best in fluorocarbon. Now introducing two new world-class products, Kansan Braid and Senshi monofilament lines. Check out all Seagar's fishing line options at Seagar.com. Welcome back to Jim Salmon's Kayak Fishing Show. This week, we return to Hotel Punta Colorada in Baja, Mexico, at the peak of roosterfish season. A short flight into Cabo, followed by a long drive into the desert, takes you far from the beaten track to a place only a few chosen fishermen ever get to drop line, the East Cape in southern Baja. Famous for big roosters and jumping marlin, here on a secluded private beach is Hotel Punta Colorado, that wind. <laughs> Jim's favorite place on the planet to fish. Joining Jim on his adventure are Gord Hill and Bill Emile from Scotty Plastics, and they've brought a few goodies for Jim and Sean to check out. A new camera mount, fully adjustable camera mount that'll fit into our rod holder mounts, into our extension mounts, into our light, uh, sea light series that we have. We'll have a new paddle clip. You showed me uh, a new item also. Is that going to be available? The, uh... whoa. Froze on me there for a second. You still see me? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll pause that and let it buffer for a second. Just because I just thought of something, you know, Will is doing the narration back then and uh, he would get a little, um, 
animated, you know, he, he does the good narrator voice. Um, and saying, you know, off the beaten path or few people get to fish. But when I first started going there, it was kind of like that, you know, it, it was yeah. much more like that. Now it's, it's, it's much more, there's a lot more going on. There's, you know, there's marinas and all that, but I don't know about when you first started going down there, but like when at Punta Colorado, at least when I would go down there, I'd be out of contact. Oh yeah. Unless, unless I wanted to spend like $5 a minute to use the phone. <laughs> You know, no, it was the same. And honestly, is one of the great things about it. You know, if you were, you were all the way checked out and it was remarkably relaxing. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, you get to that point. It's like, well, I can't contact anyone. So, um, I think my wife and I and kids were down there, um, right around the start of the Gulf war. And we were down there. And it's like we could be at war right now, and we have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> because they they didn't have TVs in there. They had nothing. They had a TV that would work like for about fifteen minutes a day, if that. You know, it was generally not working. Yeah. And um, but we were literally. It's like, well, so what? It, it's not like we could do anything about it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the ranch back then, I, I talked to Gary and a few people about it. You know, there were no phones in the rooms and there were no TVs in the bar. And that was kind of all on purpose. You know, they wanted people to just check out, be remote, focus on what was around them. And it really did make it, um, it was so relaxing to go back there in the day. There was no Wi-Fi to worry about. You know what I mean? You just... right. Sorry, I'll see you in, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> that was that. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, the addition of Wi-Fi helped me in the long run. You know, you could conduct business. I could be in contact yeah. with my family, which made being in contact with, with Aline and the kids while I'd, while I'd be gone made life easier for us. Yeah. But like I said, then you started seeing the people, you know, out on the deck, you know, instead of conversing with each other. Yeah. You know, you, they start getting locked in on their phones because exactly. back then it's like, you know, you, you, you ate um, just a big old table and, you know, you sit with other people and yeah. come in, come in from your day of fishing and, and get your ceviche or guacamole and have your quaalude Rita's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Watch fish busting on the beach, you know, it was that's what made it so good. Yeah. You know, it's like no point in looking at your phone back then. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I mean, that was my thing is like every morning I'd get up, you know, well before the clients would be up and I'd go get my cup of coffee to sit on the wall out there and just look at the ocean. Yeah. And I mean, it was just special place. I, I well, I mean, the fact that I, we had talked about going back down there this year for my 60th birthday yeah. And then this stupid shoulder thing came along. And so uh, <laughs> instead, we both had orthopedic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, had, I had surgery on my shoulder and you had so surgery on your knee. So good times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much better than going fishing. <laughs> All right. Let's see if this thing's rolling again as we're looking at Scotty products. 
the bushings so you can have micro adjustments. Oh yes, yep. Forgot all about those. We're, we're gonna have those packages. That's today. an item I'm really looking forward to yep. seeing. Definitely, definitely. That's those great. things were not great. So to install one of these, <laughs> yeah, they did not work. Scotty pallet that you really want it right next. To you. Conceptually, they were kind of cool. Yeah, they were not great. because <laughs> yeah. it was it was kind of like the Ram ball. Exactly. It, you know, it's like you look oh. behind you, and all of a sudden your rod was down oh, here. Yeah. You yeah. just couldn't tighten it tight enough to to put yeah. pressure on it so it wouldn't drop. Yes. God bless Yak Attack. <laughs> bless yak attack uh they do make the best stuff yeah. have you seen the new black pack they have coming out the back it's, black pack pro it's fantastic yes. yeah i just got notified i have uh one on the way and we may be doing a giveaway of one of those coming up so yeah they uh, do i mean they cool. really think through their things yeah and that, that one of the cool things was also is like they had planned out on releasing this and they hit a couple of hiccups and they're like, nope, we're not putting it out till we get it right. Yeah. And and I think I've seen that with pretty much everything they've ever done is they yeah. take the time to get it right. So yeah. Uh, sideways tangent there, but they make great product. Your seat, so it's really handy, but you want it far enough back so it's not going to interfere with your stroke. She's not even packaged yet, but we've been testing it over the last three, four months, and uh, we'll have it on the market by OR in August. Just snap in out of the way, now you can fight the fish all day. With the boats rigged and ready to roll, it's time to hit the water just past the breakers at the hotel and drop some lines. Well, I don't know what's going on with this today. It keeps freezing. Hmm. Hmm. I'll just let it <laughs> process again for a second. Well, preference at a time. Buffering. <laughs> yeah, I've never had that issue. Let me see something. Oh, God, it's like playing at the lowest quality, too. That is bizarre. Oh, the joys of live broadcasting. You never know what's going to happen. So, uh, so for for people who are watching this, what we used to do was um, because there is the possibility of always hooking into a. I'll put us back up on the screen because there's always the possibility of hooking into a really big fish. Uh, there was mention at the very beginning of the episode of Howard McKim catching a um, blue marlin that he was on for five and a half hours. Will said four hours at the beginning of this, but it was five and a half hours and covered about 17 miles. So because there's always the potential of that. Um, I don't think, Sean, you were with me when the guy had the allergic reaction to a um, man of war. Were you with no, me? That trip? No, I was okay. not. Thanks. So I, I had a guy have an allergic reaction to one of those. And believe me, just... Just getting stung by one is not fun, but he had an allergic reaction to one. And uh, we actually had to rush him into shore to get uh, medicated. So, um, I mean, he went into convulsions on the deck of the boat. Wow. So um, it, it was a pretty scary, scary thing there. So having the pongas with us as a safety thing, but also for carrying the live boat, carrying the live bait, but also we would shuttle boat kayaks and everything. So, Spend less time paddling and more time fishing. 
Um, so that's why the Pongas were always there. And of course, we're shooting a show. We're always going to have a camera boat with us anyway. So let's see if this thing's one in a row. Well, the plan all revolves around two things, the weather and what we can get for bait. And really, that will dictate where every day we're down here goes. Alonzo McLeese has been guiding with Jim since the beginning. Today, he's dropping the guys off at a secret pinnacle where the local secret come to catch dinner that they all know about. <laughs> Good team. Hope so today. Good day. I loved Alonzo. That is a legend. This morning, we're rigging up with uh, an old favorite. Not even can't even find these things anymore. The old Mega Bay. They work great here. The jigging. I mean, one of the best lures in the Cranking them up as fast as you can. So you want to use a, a high-speed reel like these or six to one. Um, so you can pick up a lot of line. Yeah, it's quickly. raining. And you just wind. You cannot wind faster than a fish can swim. Those watching Ongo are fun to catch and so good to eat. Yeah. Hey, yellow tail. week we've been yo-yoing down on some deep structure and for yo-yoing here's a reel that's got next commercial break that's why i'm gonna set myself <laughs> up with the akuma cedro csd 10 star drag 6.2 brought to you by seedler reels good speed for cranking <laughs> that lure up i'm gonna load that reel damn akuma pound cans and cigar line and on top i'm gonna put some cigar 40 pound fluorocarbon if they're bigger fish i might jump up a little bit on that the reel I'm using is a Cedros jig stick, and basically this is a perfect one. Wait, for the reel I'm using is it a... fits right up under God. your arm. That's bad. A good lure to use if you're doing the yo-yo is a mega bait. And I just either put a mustad stinger hook up here or go with the mustad treble hook on the bottom. Killer setup when you're fishing that deep structure. Check it out. For more tips and your chance to win a fantastic kayak fishing package that includes an ocean kayak trident fishing kayak and ex officio clothing. Visit kayakfishingshow.com. The fish might be small, but that... The funny thing about the mega baits, I mean, they loved them down there. I mean, yeah. it's just like uh, they would pay me. The, the Pongaros would actually want to buy them from me. Um, I never had any luck fishing with them up here. I mean, just... They, they destroy it here in NorCal. 
I still got, I have a couple because they disappeared for a long time. Um, and then uh, the guys at Squidco actually bought all the molds and everything. And so they, they are available again. Yep. But uh, now everybody's, you know, all about the Colt snipers and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. What have you got in there? Is that like a whitefish? Grabbing up ocean whitefish. Why, why catch a yellow or a snapper when you can get a whitefish? <laughs> well, you know, whitefish is like a wannabe yellowtail. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whitefish. <laughs> that doesn't stop them from being a blast. However, every day at 3 p.m., the guide shut it down, and it's time to head in for refreshments and a siesta. Known as the roosterfish capital of the world, Hotel Punta Colorada is right on the edge of the Punta Arena, a congregation point for Pacific warm weather fish. All this means is that Punta Colorada is a crazy place to fish. It's located on a bluff right above the water. You know, we sit out here every evening and have our meals looking over the water or sit at yeah, it's Kalani. Lapa and yeah. here. It's a really nice, quiet, quaint place. This 39-room resort has 11 Ocean View Cabana-style rooms, 10 Ocean View Standard rooms, 8 Standard Courtyard rooms, and 10 Deluxe Ocean View rooms. Hotel Punta Colorada offers superb cuisine, a friendly indoor-outdoor bar, and magnificent tropical gardens. If you're looking for a great place to relax and have incredible fishing, great service by people who have lived here and worked here for many, many years, it's just an incredible place. When I come here, it's like family, and I bring my family here because it's like family. They're just wonderful, wonderful people. Oh, there's years my ago, wife with a dog, of course. <laughs> Weird. Yes, on massive billfish from a kayak. Now, over the last 15 years, they've helped tons of guests to land awesome fish and over 30 kayak anglers to live the ultimate dream and join Jim's Billfish Club. Uh, several times a year, I bring groups down here to Hotel Punta Colorada. Uh, we have all the kayaks here. We have the paddles. We have the seats. They're all uh, ocean kayaks, and we generally do five nights at the hotel and four days of fishing. We target rooster fish, which is our primary target here. Uh, we get tuna, dorado, and also billfish. We've got, I think now, about 20-plus members of our billfish club, people who have caught billfish off their kayaks here at Punta Colorada. I never regret coming to this place, and, and that's why I do come here every year. After the guys shake off the effects of the local hooch deceivingly labeled margarita, the guys put down a hot breakfast and get ready to rock the roosters. Stay tuned to the kayak fishing show, because when we come back, there are even more big roosters in the blue waters of Hotel Punta Colorada. Oh, yeah. He was destroyed by that fish. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Uh, God, it's, the worst thing about watching is it makes me miss it so much. Yeah. So many great the trips down there. The show is brought to you in part by Mustad. Mustad hooks stay sharper longer. Check out all of Mustad's great hooks at mustadfishing.com. Welcome back to the Kayak Fishing Show. When we left, Jim Sammons, Sean White, and their two friends from Scotty Plastics 
Bill Emil and Gord Hill were rocking the roosters at Punta Colorada in the East Cape of Baja. We are at Punta Arena, day two. And uh, we're to try and get our big rooster on again. Gord Hill is a sales rep for Scotty Plastics. When he saw products specific for kayak fishing soaring in sales, he knew he had to give the sport a try. You know, when the kayak fishing just kind of started, ours was an easy crossover from the big boat to the kayak because they're so uh, universal and, and the adjustment uh, you can get out of them are, are, is really endless. I like to call it, it's Lego for fishermen, our stuff. Did we tell you you fish are strong? Yeah, you did mention it. But my margaritas, I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's been growing and growing every year and it just gets bigger and bigger every year. And uh, I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. I mean, with Scotty, it's such That's an easy proper rooster to fish. That's a true yeah. believer in it. Bill Emil is the manager at Scotty. His love of oh my gosh, kayaks <laughs> is partly responsible for some of the innovations in kayak fishing gear and accessories Scotty has produced over the last few years. Yeah, we uh, and now that's frozen. I did just perplexed on why it keeps doing this. I have super super fast internet, so I don't know if it's a problem with YouTube or or what's the issue. I guess if it was a problem with my internet, we would hang up, not just the video. But um, it's funny, is is you know, you talk about Scotty. You know, when I started kayak fishing, uh, there was nothing really available no. uh, as far as kayak fishing accessories. Um, well, there was some, and we won't even go into how bad those were. <laughs> um, <laughs> or how bad the guy was that sold them. Um <laughs> And then I actually was making some because, again, there was nothing available. Yeah. And then when Scotty started addressing it, they really were the first ones, I think, that really started addressing kayak anglers and putting stuff on them. And um, they were good quality. And then you start, you know, Ram started doing it. And I was never a fan of Ram per se. For some stuff, I mean, I've got some a Ram phone holder in my van. I mean, it's great. But the the rod holders i was never that that fond of and then um of course like we said yak attack comes out and are the most innovative and i mean they've just taken it such to the next level yeah but uh scotty really was i think the first ones um to, to address the kayak fishing market yeah they were early and they were good people yeah i remember this being a a, a pretty friendly group and they caught a lot of fish you know it was always interesting and when we take uh industry people down there um i think these guys were both in that same bucket where you know they'd all caught either a big walleye or big salmon and they felt right. they felt prepared you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like hold my beer <laughs> right. we're about to change your um about to change your world here <laughs> yeah if you're a freshwater fisherman um a, a, a yellowtail a white sea bass or a yellowtail uh rooster fish a yellowfin tuna they were gonna hurt you <laughs> and that's why i always said i like saltwater fishing because and particularly you know out in places like this because 
there's always the potential of catching something that's going to hurt you. Yeah. And I don't mean like you jump in there and, and stab you or anything, although that is a possibility too sometimes, but just physically it's you against the fish. Yeah. And even uh, just the big Jack Revol there has a lot of beans, you know, and uh, definitely capable of resetting people's expectations. Yeah. And, and Jack's, you know, Jack Revol, they, they have a reputation of being a trash fish, but yeah. I love, for, I love I catch them all day long. They yeah. are so fun to fight. They're yeah. so strong. And you will catch those right. I mean, oh yeah. Right next to the beach. They'll be circling around the, the bait guy out there. And I mean, it's just they're the best. Started going after it about 10, 10, 11 years ago, seeing some potential and developing some product. Uh, and a lot of the manufacturers uh, helped us in the beginning by accommodating us with new designs so that our mounting systems would fit into the boats. And uh, from there, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. You know, it was so great to come down here. On my bucket list, I wanted to catch a Dorado and I caught something even bigger and better. And it was fantastic. That, that's a good rooster. Yeah. I only need one of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm done. <laughs> Rooster fish. They're one of my favorites. They are big. They're strong. They're beautiful. They're also very close to shore and a perfect kayak fishing species. This week, we're going to show you how to go get them in the kayak fishing tip of the week. Now I've caught rooster fish on. I forgot how many past, of these but tips speaking, and all that stuff that we used to have to put into the episodes. Light bait. One of the best ways to cover ground and to get on those fish is to get a nice big live mullet and slow troll it through the area that you think there's going to be fish. Of course, locating the fish is the key, and just like any other kind of fish, you're looking for for birds working. You're looking for bait coming up. And the cool thing about roosters, a lot of times you'll actually see them cruising right along the shore. Now, once you get the fish excited, it's coming for your bait and you're trolling, make sure you keep paddling. These fish are notorious for picking up the bait and spitting it out. If you're going for them with the live like bait, that. I highly recommend <laughs> using a muscad circle hook, generally a, a larger size depending on the bait. But a lot of times we're using 8 aughts and 10 aught circle hooks because these roosters are big. Roosters are extremely powerful fish. Make sure you're using good reels with smooth drag. Oh my gosh. Nothing will make you uh, lose a fish faster you. than a sticky drag. <laughs> Hung up for a second there. Incredible sport fish. Roosters are not a good food fish. And don't let anybody tell you they are. Take good care of the And there we go again. This is the most frustrating. I've, I've never had this happen during one of our live shows where it hangs up that much. But... I was mentioning early in the show, it's like, you know, kind of Panama, Costa Rica, but really Panama has become known for the place to go for kayak anglers yeah. to get to get rooster fish. But the East Cape was the original. Yeah. I mean, it is really where kayak fishermen started catching these big fish and, and any of these species, the Dorado yeah. and, the, and the billfish and all that. And... I mean, like I said, Punta Colorado was called the rooster fish capital of the world. Yeah, uh, there's and, there's a lot of them there. <laughs> yeah, 
And I mean, you get down there at Punta Arena, you get down there off Frailes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, just just phenomenal. And I'm although it's been you know a few years since I've been down there, I'm I'm sure that hasn't changed. Yeah, because uh, most people don't keep them. Yeah, uh, very few people release. Uh, you don't release them. You know, they're so dark and so gaming that they're just not worth retaining and they're such an awesome game fish uh, yeah every once in a while alonzo would keep one for his father uh he said his father would would like it and they would make machaca out of it yeah, which was basically some weird drying it in the sun and salting it and yeah it's like a shredded jerky kind of thing Doesn't sound great, <laughs> especially with that dark, dark meat on them. Yeah, they put them. I've had the machaca burritos. You know, they make like the little flour rolled ones within there, and they're, it's actually better than you think. You know, it's a sort of has a tuna fish sandwich vibe, but uh, uh, I gotcha. You know what I mean? A Baja uh, execution. They're, they're they're actually pretty good, but. To me, it's not worth sacrificing one of these for, for that experience, you know. Right. Uh, every once in a while, you'd get something that wasn't going to make it anyway, and that's when we'd bring them in. Um, I, they make those out of Jackerval as well, who are very similar internally. Um, but, yeah, not what I want to. Uh, yeah, if you, if you killed one accidentally, it, it certainly didn't go didn't go to waste yeah. because uh, one of the locals was going to take it. Totally. But, uh, you know, by and large, most people caught and released them. And uh, that's why there's so many and there's such good fighters. That as long as they can keep those uh, long lines and gill nets out of there, which I don't know what the situation is down there anymore, but it got bad for a while and then they pushed them all out. So, yep. Fish, practice catch and release and let somebody else go out and catch that trophy again. I hope this will help you get that trophy rooster you've been after. Until next time, I'm Jim Sammons, and that's your kayak fishing tip of the week. Ocean Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident and Ultra Series of Fishing Kayaks. This should drive me nuts. Which features a removable Minn Kota motor. Check them out at Ocean Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Ocean Kayak, the makers of the Ocean Kayak Trident. Is it? No way. That <laughs> used to drive me crazy having to do that. It's like, really? Do we have to say that every time? Yes. Ocean Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Okuma Fishing Tackle. It's your day. Make the most of it with Okuma Fishing Tackle. Inspiring design meets stunning performance. Check out Okuma's full line of rods, reels, and fishing accessories at okumafishing.com. The boys have been in the water for two days and have already been killing it. With tons of fish boated and Bill's biggest fish ever, the day has only just begun, and now is the time. I would love to go to Fraley's. Fraley's? Is possible? Yeah. Get 
I even learned the patented leg lift. Mm -hmm. Kicking him in at that point. I think this group and our Texas group caught more roosters than any other group. There was just nonstop. I'm guessing it's a rooster. It could be a big jack of all. Yeah, that that group with uh, Jaron and Jeff Rick Herman. Hilton, yeah. I missed the Dorado. Oh, that's where Jeff learned, earned his you know, nickname. 200 yards off the shore. <laughs> Hand off Herman. <laughs> Immediately, take the reel out of gear, take the click, take the clicker off. In case I drop or anything, it runs. He made me promise never to say that out loud again. I got him. <laughs> He's a good dude. That's a good one. Yeah. Look at that bad boy. It's that whole experience, you know. It's, it's incredible fishing, but just the whole lifestyle. And especially for me, you know, I live in Northern California. The water's 48 degrees. Uh, to come down here, no booties, no dry suit. You know, normally I'm in coke cap from head to toe with fleece on my head. And to put my bare feet in 78 degree water. I mean, what a treat. It's, it's yeah. just fantastic. Some golden delicious deliciousness there. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, this was a just fat donkey of a rooster. <laughs> normally either go to like the jetty we're gonna we're gonna make it <laughs> we're gonna delay just build the anticipation <laughs> this is frustrating loading um, loading <laughs> yeah <laughs> Justin, hello. How are you? Thanks for joining the Our Video is Hanging show. For <laughs> <laughs> the buffering show. Yeah. That is so bizarre. I, I don't I luckily there's not a lot left in the episode. Thank I don't know. I, I don't know if there was two parts to this one because I know a billfish gets caught in here somewhere. I believe this was a multi-episode uh trip. Yeah. <sighs> then I have to be back here next Thursday and watch the second half. <laughs> is that my notice <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll give you a week's notice this time. <laughs> oh my god what's that like <laughs> quantity or you go to rooster alley for quality we had both in one spot i mean literally in one day every single person on our trip had at least one rooster over 30 pounds it was insane Right. And they've never been here. They're, I think they believe that's normal. <laughs> uh, can I get a woohoo? When I'm out fishing, one thing you'll yep. always find in my tackle box. Marlin, part two. Premier fluorocarbon leaders. Uh -huh. It looks just like mono, but it has much better abrasion resistance, less stretch, and more importantly, it's virtually invisible in water. You can find Seaguar Premier Fluorocarbon Leader in weights from 12 to 200 pound test. You're going to find the weight class for every type of fishing. Now, if you're skeptical about whether or not the stuff works, 
take my word for it. I've take got everything from trophy walleye to marlin with this stuff. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that Seaguar's fluorocarbon helps me catch more fish. That's a New Zealand yellowtail right there. Great products at Seaguar.com. The sun is beginning to set and another day comes to a close. But this is only just the beginning. Jim and the boys are warmed up and ready to fight the monsters and tell the stories. And those stories are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Tune into the kayak fishing show next week as we return to Hotel Punta Colorada and the guys go on the hunt for Marlin, all on the seat of their ocean kayaks. Little I'll come to you. I'm working like a dog, and there's still so much to do. Well, I guess I'll keep chasing my tail. If that's what. <laughs> done with that <laughs> hopefully we won't have those issues next week and i, I generally have, i mean i've never had issues with the videos hanging like that but uh sean thanks for joining me sharing some uh well, i could sneak in for a bit yeah i said the, the memories of watching because I, I yes i never go back and watch them and just uh particularly particularly the east cape ones because i mean that was a special place for both of us being able to guide yeah. down there and having the groups yeah. down there and like you said that group uh from texas um with jaron and uh yeah. his, 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 his his wonderful wife was on there too and uh, lauren yeah yeah lauren i mean just set and they all in crew yeah crushed it crushed it they did <laughs> crushed it i mean it, it was jeff who like hooked rooster back to back and he just like he didn't even want the second one because he was already <laughs> dying from the first one and i said put yeah. a bait on and put a bait on and like within seconds he hooked up again and he was just like no he, yeah. he, he was hurting and uh he had to do a little handoff <laughs> i think he handed it off to jaron jaron yes jaron is <laughs> nicknamed the finisher i believe on that <laughs> right <laughs> the closer right. i think it was the closer That's right all right sean well thanks right, man. Man. Uh, taking a break in your your work day i do appreciate it always a pleasure man really nice right. seeing you i miss you guys i right, miss you too take you all, all right. we'll catch up at a padre giants game yes let's do that all right all man right. all right take care. well thank you all for joining us and particularly thank you for, for your patience with the uh, technical issues we had today uh i don't really um I said, I'm not really sure what was going on there because I have very good internet here. Um, it's just had to be an, an issue with YouTube, I guess, because I'm basically taking the videos that I've loaded onto YouTube and then bringing them over to here. So that was the problem. So anyway, we will be back next Tuesday with more of the Jackson kayak years and then back again on Thursday of next week for part two of this uh, trip down to Baja. Thank you all for joining us. If you are going out on the water, we've actually got high winds, a beach warning here locally. So if you're local Southern California, high wind warning. So probably not the best time to go out. But if you are going out at any time, please remember, always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care.